When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Hest of Studios in Dublin, in Barch, the Forest of Galga, welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I am Dark O'Shea. I'm Padre Kovanic. And I'm Geraldine McAvoy. And we hope you are all very warm and cosy this wonderful winter evening, oh, morning. It is, it's it's cold, whatever time of the fucking day it is. It's cold. You can, <laughs> you cold can count now. on it that it's cold. I was yeah. only talking to my other half, who, again, lives in Finland, um, about it. And I was like, yeah, it's really cold here today. He was like, it's cold here too. And I was like, yeah, but it's not cold inside your houses, is it? And he was like, no, <laughs> no. It feels colder here. It yeah, just it feels does. colder. It, it, there's, it, it, there's it's like the a, wetness. It's, it's a wetty cold. Yeah, exactly. It goes into your bones. Mm, yeah. Whereas it's a dry cold over there, minus 40 is like nothing. It's whereas grand. here, right. if it's it's five degrees, I'm like, you're rolling around, rolling around in your scanties in the snow, jumping exactly. into the sauna. Jumping into the sauna and then into the snow like a mad Egypt. There'd be no snow here. You'd just be wet and cold. Muck. Rotten. Mm. Muck. Dirt. Just a dirt. <laughs> just out of the sauna into the dirt. <laughs> Sure, when you snow your ground, and it's, it's, it's that thing about it, it's, it's the cold that gets into it, it's the cold that knows you well. It knows how to make you, it knows how to take your heat from you. It's a cold that's like that ant you don't get on with, you know, she just yeah. niggles mm. at you. She comes in, there's condensation on the inside of the windows, that's where she is, yeah. She comes um, and it just freezes over. I tell you, that, that's reminded of the, um, the, old, the Irish MP from the old days, John Philpot Curran, who was the father of Sarah Curran. He was giving out about one of his, um, one of his political rivals once and he said, on the day... When they were selling opinions, my good friend bought many poor ones for cheap instead of a few fine ones. <laughs> and this is like the kind of the annoying aunt that you know well has lots of bad opinions. Oh, okay. I ones. couldn't yeah. make that connection. I was wondering for a while. where the segue was going. Like, like, <laughs> yes. We talked about we talked about John Philpott Curran at Halloween. We did. We, we talked he, about him. He, he, we mentioned his his family, his extended family. He did, yeah, and his uh, the ghosts, the ghosts of Rathfarnham. Yeah, spooky, mm-hmm. spooky mm-hmm. content. Spooky content's always a winner. Which and you is, know, yeah. and you know, now that we are into winter, we are now deep into winter. The you know, this, this our spooky friends haven't gone away completely. No, no, sure. Now we 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 jam Christmas trees up their arses now. At this stage, I think we I think we've done a very disrespectful thing to the fairies. We have done, yeah. They've Putting gone them on cute. The top of trees. They've yeah. gone cute, like no yeah. time for that Nadine, at all. Nadini Ma, Nadini Ma, yeah, 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 the good people. Which, by the way, I don't think anybody really realizes how ironic that term was because Ma. Nirauchid, like mm. they, nope. the, the the good people were never good. Like the, the the little people, the the other the other worlders, they were not. Uh, they, they they were not nice people. Should they be out there stealing babies? Yeah, changelings. Oh man! So when I was in college, we had to do like a a, a module. It was really interesting on Baelish, which is like oral tradition stories. Yeah. And they're like like there's like three types of stories. It's like 
I don't know, you stepped in the fairy fort and then badness came or uh, you had to leave Ireland and never return, standard. And yeah. then one or two with Nafina. It can only be one of those three stories. So like fit your, your format around that. But we had to do these stories about like the changelings. And that is like nothing would chill me to my bones more than stories of the changing because they're so fucking terrifying. The fairies come and they take your baby and they replace it. Like body snatchers, but creepier. Like no time for that. Terrifying. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like there's one story about um, Biddy Ardie. Biddy Ardie when she yeah, was young, the witch is there. Biddy oh yeah. But uh, when she was young, she was babysitting for neighbours and it turns out that the child was a Shifra or a changeling, mm-hmm. which which is, a, unfortunately, it's a beautiful name. It's a lovely name. It's You're an like, absolutely oh, lovely name. Oh, Shifra, like, what a good name. No, well, Stay away. <laughs> which particular one of the fairies, uh, you know. <laughs> but so the child was a Shifra and so... Um, the child was lying there like cuckoo, gaga, making baby noises and crying and everything. And then the parents left and they left young Bid to, to look after the child. Next thing the child sits up. Oh yeah. <laughs> throws down that old fiddle there, will you? <laughs> so she throws down the fiddle off the shelf and the child belts away and starts playing the fairy music. And yeah, it was actually Lou Kelly which just had just taken on the, the spirit <laughs> of the baby. <laughs> oh, the Ronnie Drew here. Oh yeah, I'm a changeling. Yeah, how are you getting on there? It's the, it's the carbon monoxide uh, canary. Like thing, <laughs> <laughs> Barney McCanary. <laughs> I find that out offensive. Why? I find it deeply offensive to people from Dublin. I really, really do. Like, yeah, just. I hate that bird, you... and I hate your one who says, "I didn't know Oral B made a toothpaste." They can both fuck off. The, the bird <laughs> and that woman can you, fuck sorry, off. Sorry, what did you think Oral B did? Listen, <laughs> listen. Look, we know she works in HR. Why does she work in HR? Because she's just a pain in the hole. She, has a, re- she has a real HR vibe. And but how do you keep your mouth healthy? <laughs> how about brushing your fucking teeth every once in a while, you wep? <laughs> <laughs> there is someone in HR in Derek's area of work that we just hope does not listen emails, to this podcast. Just flagging them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, learned a, I learned a tip. I learned a tip, by the way, and this is going out to all the listeners out there. Whenever anyone offers you a chewing gum or a mint or mm. anything, always take it. Always take it, whether you want it or not, because it could be a very subtle, a very kind way of saying your mouth smells like ours. <gasps> so if somebody says, "Do you want a polo?" You go, "Yes, I fucking do." Oh, that's yes, good because normally Thank it's, you. "Can I have a chewing gum?" And you're like, "Oh, I don't have any left." Like if yeah. they're offering it to you, actually, that's true. Maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. So even now, they, it, there might be nothing. Your mm-hmm. breath might smell like roses. You might be the sweetest smelling person in the world. But, but if sense. somebody says, do you want a spearmint polo? You go, yeah, give me two. Yeah. <laughs> How many do I need? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yes, yes. The fairies. We hang fairy lights now. And we listen to... J.M. Barry, J.M. Barry style stories of how good the fairies were yeah. and how they were little, tiny, little, lovely, little people. Cutesy, like yeah. slightly mischievous, but in an adorable way. Like, mm. oh, aren't they sweet? Let's clap. They'll come back to life very But cute. they were pure bastards. They're, they're one of them used to set the Hill of Tower on fire every year. Yeah, yeah, until Phil McKill sorted his shit out. Gave him a good kick in the <laughs> good kick right. in the Leroy G. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to issue a caution here to people. Like, don't like unless you're Phil McKill, don't fuck with the fairies. If there's a fairy fort, don't go into it. Like I'm not into like I don't I don't believe really in superstitions. I'll put new shoes on the table, no bother. But fairies, I don't fuck with fairies. If somebody tells me that's a fairy fort, I'm not going near it. If there's like a perfect ring of green, very green grass in the middle of like otherwise not so green grass, I'm not touching that. It's probably just where a dog pissed in it, but whatever. I'm not going near it because I don't want the fairies coming after me. So, very good friend of mine, um, 
uh, Sinead Mercier, who is a researcher and uh, a climate expert. She's absolutely brilliant. She's a member of the Ecofeminist Collective. She did a podcast once talking about how, you know, we mock the likes of the Healy Rays for standing up in the National Parliament and talking about fairy forts and how roads have to be diverted around it. But she touched on how it is actually incredibly important because these fairy forts, whether we know it or not, are a part of our natural and or built heritage. And the fact that we've always avoided them, farmers didn't plough through mm. fairy rings, yeah. they didn't cut down fairy groves. I mean, we cut down all the fucking trees. Like, Ireland used to be covered in trees and 100 years ago we had 2% coverage of trees. Like, it's back up to 11% now. Still nowhere near good enough. Nowhere near the European average. But there were little little stands of trees in the middle of fields that we didn't cut down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, the fact of the matter is that they formed part of our built or, or our natural heritage. And we just didn't know how to describe it. So we called them fairy forts and we called them fairy rings. And we managed to preserve amazing treasures. Like, you know, if we weren't suspicious of naturally suspicious of the you know the good people and what we felt that they had built we probably would have demolished Newgrange in the 1700s yeah. to build a fucking big house for a protestant speaking of those lads you know, <laughs> the good people the dean of all oh uh, right <laughs> yes the protestants are good as well like you well, know well, quite, when, you, when you're talking I quite like soup <laughs> Ireland was covered in when Ireland was covered. You heard it here first. Everyone likes soup. I also keep my cupboard in the in the. Are my cupboard in the toaster? No, that's not right. I keep my toaster in the. We cupboard. do. We do that. We keep the cover. We keep the toaster in the press. Oh my god! And I'll tell you, my my wife, who's from North Antrim, and like she was, she basically got wind that her friends, you know, from from across the road were doing this, and she, I was saying, but like you know, we're not, you know, of that. We're not of that denomination. We don't do this. She's well, I'm no worse than them. <laughs> so, um, but there, there you are now. There you are now. <laughs> that's, that's you tell now. <laughs> I guess yeah. She didn't want people coming over and like, laughing at the toaster being out on the on the work surface. You know, yeah, so my, we found out that my aunt, my mom's twin, keeps her toaster in the uh, cupboard, and we disowned her. I hope she's having a nice life, but I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> that's like, that's that aunt that you don't quite get on. With. So, <laughs> niggling at you by putting the toaster in the press. Like, yeah. But when we talked about Ireland being covered in trees, one of the one of the people, one of the groups who started whacking down those trees were the British Army or the British Navy who wanted oak to build warships with. And they, they nicked our trees and used the trees to make boats to attack other countries and, you know, be at it. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double slap. Yeah, and like then... I wonder, did the fairies come get them or were they just interested in getting the Irish people? I don't know. I, I, is there any story? Well, the thing is, I mean, like the fairies mightn't be able to tell the difference between an English person and an Irish person too easy. Yeah. Ah, they would though. They would, they would, they would, they would, they would, they would know. They, they'd be in on that, I feel like. But like, I I adore stories of fairies nowadays that are like, I think that like you see children dressing up with, as them for like, it, yeah. they're very popular in the little girl genre. Like fairies mm. are like super popular. You have Tinkerbell and I don't know the names of other fairies. Um, but, uh, it's always funny to me because they're so the opposite of that. So uh, another like common part of Irish culture that has sort of dissipated into like popular culture is banshees, which yeah. is literally woman fairy, banshee, which is yeah. female fairy. And like collectively, she's no crack. Like you hear the banshee, like you're done for. Bye. Like girl, yeah. bye. 
that's it. <laughs> End of. I don't know if you can thwart it. There's probably some sort of, if you just run around a, a clothesline a couple of times, maybe the banshee won't come. But I just love that there's just this association with fairies being positive and like fairy doors, which are like, by all accounts, friggin' adorable. Like, oh, I love yeah, those fairy doors. Hell, like, yeah. But like, I feel like I, I wish there was a different word for those types of fairies. And mm-hmm. then the bad bastards that we have. like. But the you see, see this is why you have to take the good with the bad. They're all the same ilk. They're all the people who lost out many thousands of years ago in the battles of Moitura and had to go to the other world. They had to go underground. We get the top half. They get the underneath and sometimes they come up and fuck with us. Yeah, they and sometimes they come up and they're nice now. Sometimes they're Yeah, sound. but you you wouldn't want to be turning your back too much on them, I'd say, oh, like not at the once. same time. Mm-mm. Not ever. No. Not once. No way. No, no, no way. That's, no I way. mean, that's how, that's how those folks' to- stories go. Like, oh, I met a leprechaun and he gave me gold and then we were great buddies. JK, the gold was fake and he stole your shoes. Like, yeah. that's, that's no how it goes. No fucking shoes. <laughs> That's what you got. That's what you end up with. Yeah, no shoes. Exactly. Don't trust them. Like, would it be fair to say now that the word fairy is an is an ill fit for the for the Irish word she or see yeah see because like I'm looking now and one of the the word fairy itself in English and it seems to have come come through 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 French and Latin from the originally from the words for the fates and it's like the fates oh. being you know. Yeah. And at one point, yes, the fates, we think of that the Weird Sisters and Macbeth were technically fair, would we be a closer fit to the fairies in Irish tradition? But they, but the, like at some point, those words diverged. Yeah. So there is an old English word, the fae, yeah. which can be used to refer to the fairy folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also, you know, in parts of rural England, they're known as the good folk as well. Uh, you know, not Nadine and Maha, but, but the good folk. Uh, and the word she, nishi, lucht uh, nishi, would be much closer to fae than it is to fairy and and we do end up with but I mean like fairy is just so I mean it's so gentle and lovely and there's a reason it was used as a disparaging term towards gay men mm-hmm. in that it was about being like sort of effete and camp mm-hmm. and cute and pretty and like ah, I mean banshees are none of the above yeah no none of those things I wonder why the association has split like that maybe it's because they are seem to be small and cute but like for a very long time in Ireland like up until uh, a grandmother of somebody I used to know would say that uh, the the ESB killed the fairies in Ireland so mm. it was only when the electricity came that you were like that light off in the distance I know what that is it's the Murphys they've got the telly on but before that that light in the distance that's fairies just magic yeah that's the fairies. And that's no crack. Like, avert your gaze and hide. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't <laughs> and, look at it. And if you looked at it, it's probably your own fault. Like, whatever came to you, you had to come and you looked at the fairy lights. Like, light. fucking Egypt. Why'd you look at the fairy yeah, light? Exactly. Yeah. Some, some of this stuff is a lot more interesting when you don't explain it. Like, will of the wisps. And it's all like, you know, no. It's just, uh, oh, it's just mm. gases escaping from the bog. Go away oh, out of that. that. Stop. Go on. Tinanamadurua. The Foxfire, yeah. Foxfire, yeah. Tinanamadurua. That's wow. see, that's much better, and, yeah. and similarly, is that, the, is that the Irish of the Will of the Wisp? It's one of the Irish wow. ones of Will of the Wisp. That's amazing. That's nice. I like that. And Tin then, on Vodrua. But like, I feel like still, if I was on a bog like late at night, and it was like, you know, when the bogs get like when they're foggy, like it's fucking terrifying. Like mm-hmm. there's no, like I know in my heart that there's nothing spooky on that bog. But if I'm passing by a bog late at night, as I used to when I used to drive home to work, I used to drive on a road in the middle of a bog. And it used to be so foggy on either side and it used to creep the shit out of me. And in my head, I'm a rational being and I'm like, it's nothing. It's fine. It's just a bog. But if I saw flames, I'd be like, oh shit. Like driving mm-hmm. like a bat out of hell trying to get home. Like, <laughs> even though in my head, I'd be like, oh, it's just gas. Like, fuck that. It's the fairies. Run away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm 
Yeah, like the most terrifying thing about bogs for me is the thought of having to foot turf on a hot day in August. <laughs> so I'm all right with that. Like, I'll take the fog. I'll take the fairies, you know. I decided during the week that that's the, uh, that's the signifier of whether or not you're, you, can, you can apply the term bogger to yourself if you can foot turf unsupervised. This no, can't do it unsupervised. Yeah, if, you're, if you can yeah, be trusted no, no, no. to do it unsupervised, no. then no, you're I allowed to be, be I have to be micromanaged. Yeah, I'm yeah. a proper Jackie yeah, when it comes Jackie, to that. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is something that uh, Niall Horan, one of the most famous uh, men from the Midlands in the world, brought to the world's attention because for a lot... <laughs> The expression bogger and the idea, because for, for a long time this is a disparaging term for an Irish person just from outside Dublin. And as opposed to being specifically, but then the idea now that there's, there's a bit of self, there's a bit of pride, there's a bit of self-identity you know, saying, no, not everyone gets to call themselves a bogger. If you're from like um, one of the medium-sized towns, if you're from like, you know, uh, one of the medium-sized towns in Ireland, maybe you don't get to call yourself Yeah, I bogger. wouldn't because Niall Horan is from, he says he's from Mullingar. I'd like to know exactly where, because Mullingar is a town. I think he's from outside Mullingar. He's, okay, uh, yeah, because he said it with, with the bogger I think it's sort of like via, via, like that's the post office that they, they get their posts Yeah, through. exactly. So my, address would be like wherever, wherever, Port Leash. So like yeah. it's the nearest you're not, town. you're not Port Leash. I'm not Port Leash. Like, <laughs> you no. can't even see Port Leash on the horizon. No, sometimes. Miles like, <laughs> and miles of bog between you and Port Leash. I live on a road between two small villages. Like that's that's the element of bogger that I am. So I'm I'm allowing that. But like if you're Pure bog. Pure bog. Yeah. So I don't want anyone to culturally appropriate that. But Niall Horn, I feel like he can probably have that shit. But if, you were, if he was from Mullingar Town, I feel like he wouldn't call himself a bogger. But people from Dublin sometimes don't understand that. They're like, oh, they're all boggers from there. Mm. I don't know why I said that in a bogger accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's where the fairies exist. They exist in my... Do they exist in Dublin? Would they have been a thing in towns, like in cities? I think that... Oh, yeah. That, I mean... I mean, on. like, okay, less so among certain... Okay, if you take, right, Dublin was a Viking town. So it would have had... And it, and it would be incorrect to say Viking town because Viking is like pirate. So it's like saying it's a pirate yeah. town. Yeah. But it was founded by Vikings. So it was a Danish and then a Norse town for a long time. And then it became an English town. Yeah, But there were always Irish people. There were always Gaelic Irish natives in and out. Because, you know, you, if you send over an army or you send over a load of pirates or you send over a load of tradespeople or whatever, you still need people to come in and sell stuff to you. They still need to sell you cattle and sheep and all that. So it's always yeah. been a trading hub. So the story's always spread. And there's always been fairy stories and folklore and, and to a certain extent ghost stories intrinsically linked with Dublin. And there have always been pishogi about Dublin as well and things you don't do, like, you know. So even in Dublin, the, the act of cutting down a hawthorn tree would have been bad cess, bad yeah. luck, you know, yeah. even in the city. Um, likewise, um, a ring of trees, a ring of mushrooms, any kind of thing like that, you don't break up a fairy ring. And that, that that's always been part of it, even in the city. It's obviously a lot stronger in areas that didn't have that foreign influence mm. during their foundation, you know, so uh, the West in particular and in the South. There are actually, one of the key things is we, we were talking about Menashe, the Banshee. There are different names for the Banshee in different parts of the country, like, you know, yeah. in in, uh, in the South, um, she's the, the, the Ba, the B-A-D-H, like, you know, the Ba or the Bow, and, uh, you know, in other parts of the Banshee and, and individual banj Menashe, and have different names. Apparently, there's a banshee for every Gaelic clan. Yes. Um, so there's just one following them around. Well, yeah, yeah. but you only oh, get a banshee. You only, you only get a banshee if your surname has an O or a Muck. Fuck. That's 
yeah. to be done. That's you done. If you hear the screams, you're, you're done. Can I you apply for that job? Like, I feel like I'd enjoy that. Would you? Like, just going around the box screaming at people. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking people out. Like. <laughs> you're dead, motherfucker! <laughs> mm. Ah, yes, the Banshee's howl. The Banshee's howl. Howl. <laughs> it's supposed to be a screech, but unfortunately, I can only go as high as a howl. <laughs> mm. So you said there, obviously, that the plural of Banshee is Manoshi. It, it would be, yeah. yeah. And we don't hear so much about the Farshi or the Farshi. Would they be the same? They, they're not screaming at people, killing them off, are they? So, in typical patriarchal terms... Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm going to hate this. Yeah, <laughs> we got to go into a bit of gender role theory here, that, like, the Menashi, the women of the she, were defined by their role, just as the men were. Banshi, woman of the she, ban meaning the older woman, she was the mature woman of the she, and she would be the keener, she would be the one who turns up at the Gaelic uh, family's uh, house when somebody was about to die when they were on their deathbed, and she'd keen and she'd let them know. Then there was the Lanon she, and this is actually, this this phenomenon has transferred into other into other cultures as well. But the Lananchi is the beautiful young woman who would seduce a mortal man and take him away to the other world. And he'd go with her to the other world and he'd come back and realise, oh, everything's changed. Oh, I went away for the ride in 1701 <laughs> and I came back and it's 1850. It's like, so oh, no. Uh, Neve and Oshin. yeah. It's also, but I mean, it's gone on to things like Rip Van Winkle, who went to sleep in the Catskill Mountains of Upscale. You know, all of these are based on the same thing. And even in modern literature, um, like if you read The Dresden Files, uh, yeah. which is a, a series of books I'm, I'm absolutely bet into by Jim Butcher, uh, the Lenanchi plays uh, a huge role in that. She's literally the hero's fairy godmother. Um, but she's a seductive fairy. That's her job. Lanon meaning couple. Yeah. So she she's there. Whereas the fair uh, would be defined by the roles they played within the society. So the leprechaun, the fairy shoemaker, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's the, the obviously they would have had kings, lords Ushlishi and things like that, which again, there are corollaries. There's the puka, uh, which we've spoken about as well on the is very closely correlated to Puck, the yeah. wild impish fairy of English literature, English folklore. So, you know, yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's very gendered and it's very patriarchal. But yeah, there there are. There As opposed to a Taivsha. I know Taivsha is fairly... Um, Taivsha's ghost. Yeah, ghost. yeah. Just, yeah, but Taivshis aren't as hung up on gender roles. This week's episode of Mother Folklore is sponsored by First Nagrelga, and we'd love to tell you more about them and the work they do. First Nagrelga promotes both Irish language and traditional arts, as well as Irish language learning and culture. This includes the art sector, festivals, theatre, training workshops, publications and cultural events. Their work is done on an all-island and international basis by adopting and implementing funding schemes. First Nagelga provides various supports in the arts sector, including the festivals and drama company schemes. The Calm Kill Grant scheme aims to foster interaction and cooperation between speakers of Irish and speakers of Scots Gaelic, and to strengthen the two language communities. For more Irish language activities and resources, check out the newly redesigned Gaelga.ie that just relaunched this week. Ferris Nagwelga, celebrating 20 years. Isi Arjanga Haini. It's our language. We, we kind of have our own, uh, unfortunately, again, patriarchy at it. Again, never not at it. Um, so people will be very familiar with witch burnings um, uh, in Salem and witch trials and assumptions that women were witches. And we kind of had our own version of that here. Um, so probably the most famous one is Bridget Cleary, a woman who died in 1895, I think, in Tipperary, because her husband was like, fairy. 
yeah. definite fairy burner. Effectively, you, that you've was been, it. You've like, been yeah, switched. Yeah, because you're a bitch now. Um, maybe it's because you, she's married to someone Ever who's since like, I found out I wrote your sister, but really you turned into a witch. <laughs> and people were like, I mean, fair. Like, but, um, so they effectively put her, not on, they, they assumed she got sick and then they were like, oh, that cough she has there doesn't sound like Bridget. Must be the fairies have switched her. And then they sort of, awful things happened to her. She was really kind of tortured before she died and then was either burned before she died. So died by burning or burned thereafter they killed her and then there was a priest involved and they were like lads like they were put on trial for it and they were like their defence was she's a fairy she's a fairy and mm. people were like what the weirdest thing about that whole story was apparently eyewitness accounts said that Michael Cleary her husband uh, after they had after he had arranged for his wife to be murdered put on his Sunday best and went up every single night to wait outside the fairy fort for his real wife to come back oh wow I mean it's it's dark mad, mad bastard yeah mm. I like, would watch the shit out of a Netflix yeah. like three part series on that like I oh man that. you gotta go eight you gotta go eight parts with this yeah, yeah I'd you gotta that. go eight parts with this okay. yeah. again Netflix like make some of these Irish shit like they're class our, um, our lore is unbelievable the folklore yeah. is incredible yeah. like and there's very there have been a few attempts to try and capture it on TV or in video games or in books and the likes and, and not all of them are good yeah. not all of them are good at all has anybody seen has anybody read American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Years ago, yes. It's uh, one of the best books I've ever read. It's absolutely brilliant. And one of the characters in it is um, Sivna, Mad Sweeney, mm. uh, from Willihivna, the king who goes mad. Uh, but then they did a television version of American Gods. And of course, he's a leprechaun. Oh, man. And it's like you took this, this guy who was this mad <clears throat> king who was obsessed with gold and it drove him insane and now he can fly. Um, and they turned him into a guy with a red beard wearing a green jacket going, ha ha, yeah. don't take me lucky charms. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Like, it's, yeah, it is bad. It's, it's bad. Particularly like. it's, but I mean, the yeah. original book, and, and if anybody, yeah, guys, you listen to podcasts out there, you may listen to audiobooks. There is an audiobook version of American yeah. Gods, which is a full cast recording. And, you know, it's actually so good. I'm going to re-download it and listen to it again. <laughs> I've listened to it twice already and I will listen to it again. It's so good. Yeah, but they like like you said, our lore is so damn good. And it would be so good to see that dramatised in like a really like effective way, like rather than just sort of, you know, a, a very sort of passing reference to fairies in Ireland and Shioga and Banshees yeah. in like the tr- chilling adventures of Sabrina. The Ch- I don't watch that because I'm a wimp and I'd be too scared. Yeah, also, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't feel the need to watch remakes of stuff that was perfected when I was young. I mean, it was. It was perfect. It was great. Like, like, yeah, yeah, I, d- I don't great. need anything. I need I I, the fact, new version so doesn't, of, doesn't have a smart mouth cat in it. It doesn't have a robotic smart mouth cat. Like, it doesn't even about? have Beth, Beth Broderick as the hot aunt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, I mean, like, they were both hot aunts. I know, but one was marginally hotter. <laughs> I loved both of them. This was so the good. thing that they were saying. It was kind of like uh, it was the nineties Gilligan's Island, and you know, they had the different, slightly different hot women for different kinds of, you know, uh, itches to scratch and the, the way, yeah, back in the days. But <laughs> what? I, the way you, you I just realised halfway through. How years, I, I need to segue the fuck out of this one. <laughs> no, the reason I remember at the time because like it was on. When we, this is on daytime. We were in college, and people were talking about uh, that. Like, like they, I was talking to some female friends who were giving out about it while they said they never missed it, but they thought it was very sexist. And I was like, "Are you sure?" And then they explained to me why, and I said, "Yes." Yeah, so it's well, because all of the women oh, were just it's fan blunt. service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you now. Yeah, all all the women were just there to to appeal to a different kind of 
male viewer. Slightly different shades of blonde. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I know. Like, no, 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 but her best mate was always either a brunette or a redhead. Yeah, she did have interchangeable yeah. best, best But mate. I mean, I feel like and her rival, her rival Libby was a brunette. Uh, she was. Or redheaded Libby? No, no. no? Libby, Libby was a brunette. Yeah. Um, but again, that's just... Because this is back on telly now. It's on MTV in the morning. Is it? Or VH1. One of the ones that used to show music yeah. now shows Sabrina the Teenage Witch in Great, the great. Love Harvey. Love him. Oh, yeah, Harvey yeah. was just so adorably so, dumb. Such a big, lovable yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kind, the kind that you wanted to bring home to your mommy. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> it's just a big like, like Paul Adol. Like he's just so lovely. <laughs> and, and and like you bring him home, and your mommy would be like, "A oh, bless Garrodine, he's lovely." Like, oh, but God. he's thick as pig shit. <laughs> And then you go on, oh no, he have frontage. Oh, grand, oh, grand, oh, grand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, that's and fine. And we're back to poggers. <laughs> <laughs> so Harvey Kinkle, he had frontage. What a man. He what had happens, frontage, all right. <laughs> what happens when, uh, when a, a bachelor has frontage, but also a fairy fort? That's not land. frontage. You can't build on the fairy fort. You, you might as well like pointed, have yeah. a load of cows, but they're all dead. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> like and like not in a beef processing plant. Like it's no yeah. good for it's you. Just yeah. like, no, it's, it's, not, it's, it's just not doable. No, it's not. It's not doable. But what if the fairy fairy fort is a little bit back from the road frontage? You think could you, could you build a crescent shaped? No, I don't think you're allowed to get planning permission in County Leash if it's near a uh, fairy, fairy fort. They're like, nope. Denied. Like, mm. no, we're not we're not building do, through that. Do they oh, say no. that? Denied. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. gotta wait three years first and then they say denied. <laughs> oh, does Leash have one of those kind of uh has have those those residency rules? You know, you your your mammy has to be from the parish and you have to, you know, add uh I think so. Wicklow is mad for that. I think it is you do have to be because my brother recently built a house. Like I'm a millennial, I'm not building a fucking house anytime soon. But like my brother <laughs> recently built a house and like all of the people so when I was a child when I was a child there was only a few houses on the road but now all of the children of those families have built houses on the road but like there, there's no blow-ins on the road oh, so I think yeah. it's yeah fairy fort and blow-in you're not allowed to build on my road so a blow-in definitely can't build near a fairy fort yeah absolutely even though they're not. the most likely to want to build near a fairy fort yeah well uh, on your head be it you yeah. know, they, they wouldn't have the respect this is it this is it townies coming in building on fairy forts <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want a summer home. I want to spend two weeks a year in leash. I know, I know. Come on. <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> two weeks a year. Just, just want to let your picnic on so I can have some place to stay. With the greatest respect in the world to leash, which has yeah. given us such luminaries as Garrodine McAvoy and no one else I can think of off the top of my head. Richie Kavanagh's almost from leash. He's in Carlo. He's yeah. nearly from leash and he's there all the time. When you're claiming people from just the other side yeah, of the border, that's like, I mean, I would never claim someone I from know, leash. Sorry, Even though it's this. really dumb. No, like. Rob Sheehan. Do you know that righty fella who... Is oh, he's yeah. He's Leash. Yeah, and like he wears weird shit all the time. And I see him like like dressing like very avant-garde. And I'm like, who raised you? Where do you think <laughs> you're... Like, I, I can appreciate the fashion, but also, come on. You're this is why, like. why we can't really have culty sex symbols. Like, you know, because no. every time they dress sexy, you sort of go like... Yet. That's it. Like, like I, I don't like, understand. When I lived in America, when I moved there, One Direction were just kicking off, and like yeah. Niall Horan was huge because he was Irish and he was blonde. He was the one who looked slightly different from the rest of them, <laughs> and like, except for the one who's a different race. <laughs> um, and then I just couldn't get my head around it because I can appreciate, like, objectively, he is a good-looking person, but also 
Swollen guard. Like uh, it may have been like uh, like the 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 reality is that I may have shifted him in the Harriers teenage disco until more. Like who knows? Like who knows? Because we would have all frequented the same place. That, I think it's a yes. That sounds like a yes. That sounds like a yes. I, I mean, Garrogene shifted Nile Horan. I mean, probably older than Nile Horan. I'm around the same age as Nile Horan. He's younger than me, but like, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I never asked people's date of birth. Yeah, yeah. Shifting at the teenage disco, and, you know. You should really. You should. If teenage, teenage disco, disco though. Hey, listen, right? So, like, I don't know what, what's the minimum age for getting into a teenage disco. Oh, seventeen. But like, like, there was, there were, if you were was, seventeen, they go in there. You were weird. Like, yeah, stop, yeah. So like, there's fifteen-year-olds in there. Yeah, yeah. But like, a seventeen-year-old kissing a fifteen-year-old is like the equivalent of a forty-year-old kissing a twenty-year-old in real terms. Yeah. Like, so it's pretty in adult years. Yeah. In adult like years, yeah. It's pretty. Like see, years. it's sort of like this. Sort of like you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but but there's a lot wrong. I'm gonna with Google it now just in case it's weird, it. and we might need to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the maybe old... you kissed a shifra that was Niall Shore. Niall I Horn. didn't kiss nobody. I shifted people. I'll have shifted, you know. <laughs> sorry. Uh, 1993 okay he's a year older than me, or a year younger than me so that's okay, okay that's, that's fine, right, that's right fine, yeah, that's yeah. Fine, I may well have shifted him in the Harriers well, so you're like, inside the half your age plus seven yeah mm-hmm. he's, is, well yeah. actually his birthday is in September and mine's in July so uh-huh. oh, still no it still wouldn't have been weird like you know okay. Niall if you listen to this show yeah, <laughs> we'd love to have you on we'd love to have you on hear your side of the story yeah well, yeah. what was the shift like? Max out of ten? No, Too much tongue? Like Not enough tongue? I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> <laughs> you made this fairy bed. You have to lie in this fairy bed. So when uh, we talk about something that uh, is, is funny, again, talking about bloggers and fairies, is the, the different perception in certain Irish people abroad, one of whom is uh, a man from Bray, a long-haired, scruffy fellow from Bray in, is hosier, uh, and is seen as such. But then when you hear Americans talk, oh, he's, he's this, um, this singing elf bard who's, who's <laughs> drifted in from a forest. I, I'm pretty sure hosier's a sheifer. Definitely. Mm. Hosier is nothing but my husband. That's what he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, no. I mean, look, Hosier's great. Like, Andrew Hosier Byrne, to give him his full name, Hosier, to give him his fairy name. He yeah. is from the other, he's from the other world. He's from the other world. There's loads of, look at all these ridiculously talented people. Look, right, we are a nation of potato people, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we play long ball football. Uh, we play three card rock and roll. And to have, all of a sudden created these amazing talents like Sir Sharon and, and Hosier and Michael Fassbender. Okay, half German. So maybe the German half of them is yeah. not is yeah. not fairy. But like genuinely that, that I mean the, the people of the other world, they are rising up. They are creating they are creating uh, these wonderful talents that are, are representing Ireland like to the foreign world and basically trying to wrestle it back from Bono who is not a not, not, a, not, not a, a she for not a, not a fairy not a far she and like and like I just so here he's so beautiful and so talented and so sound like when people say when they say not all men, they mean Hosier and Michael D. Higgins. That's it. Like that's who <laughs> also probably one of the fairy people. Like that this would explain is, a lot. Like this is the thing. A lot of a lot of commentary in the international media about uh, Michael D. Higgins is focused on his his elf like or hobbit like qualities. Yeah. Um. But and uh. But there's um. There was uh. I remember shortly after he became president, there was an article in the Guardian saying, oh. They've just let you poet is a president over in Ireland. We're going to be sick of hearing about this, about how great they are with their liberal poet president. <laughs> well, I've read one of his poems, and I didn't think it was much cop at all. 
<laughs> I was like, <laughs> sorry, was it the Guardian or was it the Walford Gazette from EastEnders? Like, oh, how's it going? Yeah, welcome to the Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want all my Guardian articles right now. <laughs> it, it the latest from Owen Jones on how Jeremy Corbyn is going to stop Brexit, innit? I want Danny Dyer to write all of the Guardian articles. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Just Danny Dyer reading a back catalogue of Don Foster's articles on communism. Like, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things about seasonal means of production. <laughs> Where can you get good quinoa and not any other? <laughs> I don't even know what he said. <laughs> okay, but anyway, there was a there's a, a bitter a bitter note of jealousy in some of the initial commentary about Michael D Higgins when he shortly got elected in the British well, media. They, they don't get to elect their head of state. Yeah, that must be painful. Yeah, you know what I mean, an unelected German. I mean, she's cute now, but like, oh, I don't know. The next one know. coming along the line. Yeah, you know. Listen, I mean, like the problem with the royal family, I guess. In some ways, some people say it's one of the good things about the royal family is also one of the terrible, terrible things about the royal family is you get the entire family. And some yeah. people say there's always one person in a royal family you relate to. There's some people think, well, don't think much of the Queen, but, you know, I think I could go for a pint with Prince Philip. Or some people think, well, I've, <laughs> I, I, I like Harry. We call those people racists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and some people think, well, Prince Philip's gaffes have been basically remarketed as hilarious candor. And he's yeah. ne- and no, no member of the royal family has ever criticized him for them. So we can be sure that they're, you know, fair enough. Much on board. I, I, for one, am surprised that these white millionaires are also racists. What? Like, Problematic <laughs> people? What? Yeah. These white racists with a very sketchy oh. background? I was, I was reading something really recently about like poor, um, poor Queen Elizabeth now, because now she has to choose between. Because the Daily Mail has been going full guns at Meghan Markle, yeah. how she's not a proper princess, and yeah. it's so racist. It's because she's black. So it's so 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 racially charged. And like, imagine the dilemma that Queen Elizabeth faces that she has to now choose between the woman her grandson loves and has chosen to marry and build his life with, and her beloved racism. Yeah. You know, it's so, it's so difficult to choose. Like, it's just. Yeah. Oh. And then I find myself because you know what? I fucking love The Crown, that show. Oh man, it's so good. But also, mm. I hate the market. I got home from work late one day and my wife was watching Victoria. Oh. And she was like, on a, and she was like, what are you watching, Victoria? And I just went, Famine Queen. <laughs> and I went off to make a cup of tea or whatever. And I got back in and she was in a huff. She goes, like, you put me in a bad mood. And she, it is the famine queen. I was like, for fuck's sake. I was, like, <laughs> I was in a train station in Milan a couple of years ago. I was waiting for last day to arrive in and uh, I got chatting to this uh, American couple and it was right before Meghan and Harry got married and like this lady was like so excited to talk to me because she assumed Brit and she was like, oh, do you, do you love Meghan and Harry? And I was like, who? And she was like, Prince Harry? And I was like, oh, the British fella? And she was like, yeah. And then she started talking to me about it. I was like, no, no, I'm Irish. And I explained the difference. And then she was like, do you watch The Crown? And I was like, yes, I love The Crown. <laughs> and then like... <laughs> well, I mean, obviously I watch The Crown. Obviously. <laughs> but then she was started talking about this show, apparently. I, I think she was like, oh, yeah, in that show, you know, I don't think, I, I you know, the famine was happening, but I, I don't think she really... Uh, wanted it to happen so much and I was like yes in the dramatisation sure the Queen Victoria was like oh poor old Paddy's but yeah. I feel like that's not very accurate and then I ranted at her about uh, genocidal potato famines for a while yeah and, and then the she repeat was like, of the corn laws yeah and she yeah. was like oh, I have to go and then she <laughs> left <laughs> no <laughs> sit down <laughs> sit, sit back down Wilma no. and listen right. where was I Disraeli right okay <laughs> 
There are way too many um, films, particularly in the past 10, 15 years, with kind of royal family members or aristocrats as, as protagonists, you know, showing kind of conflict How between, between Downton Abbey and the King's Speech and the Queen itself and the Crown, all these things. And it has contributed to a sense of British exceptionalism, which is yeah. fed into Brexit. These They are they are as to blame for Brexit as South Park is for Trump. I South Park really Club. to blame and for are the alt right. Yeah. See the thing about Brexit and the thing about Trump and the thing about the alt right is it requires a perfect storm of mm. everything. Yeah. yeah. It requires a capitalist class that is leeching money off the poorest and giving like twenty six people in the world. Twenty six people have the same amount of money as the bottom half of the entire of the entire world. Like twenty six people. Apparently, it's radical to say we should just. And take the money. You can't. You can't say that. That's fine. Okay. By election. His PC, huh? PC gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it requires a perfect storm. You know, uh, a couple of people have said it. Um, like Will Self, most uh, most prominently on the BBC, said it. Like, not everyone who voted for Brexit was a racist, mm-hmm. but all of the racists and all of the anti-Semites and all of the Islamophobes voted for Brexit. Yeah. So you need that. You then need the genuine fears of people being stoked up by agitators. You need this British exceptionalism or American exceptionalism. You need this need for imperialism and dominance. You need to feel like you're losing your place in the world. And when all of that happens all together, you get Trump, you get Brexit, you get these pushbacks against what they see is essentially what we would see as common decency but what they see is like sort of this liberal new world that I don't like I'm not comfortable with it like and and, and you can point out how stupid it is like you can point out how stupid it is like like, oh I voted for Brexit because there's too many brown faces down the NHS I was going like, yeah, they're not coming from fucking yeah. France. Like, you know, they're not coming from the EU. Yeah, they're still going to be there, mate. Like, they're not coming from the EU. Providing the services yeah. that you desperately need. <laughs> and there's also in both of those particular elections, there's the other side did fought for a very bad campaign. Yeah. And that yeah. also kind of just. Yeah. That's it. The perfect storm. Like, you, yeah. you don't get Trump. You do not get Trump if they run anyone but Hillary. Like and you just end up with loads of people legitimately sick of this idea that you know oh it's her turn she's entitled yeah. to be president it's mm-hmm. her turn and like whatever Hillary Clinton fantastic statesman well done she was an amazing politician or whatever or maybe she wasn't whatever your opinion is but this idea of this smug entitlement and then the Democrats proving that they had learned nothing immediately afterwards going yeah. like well we're going to tee up Michelle Obama and going like listen Stop. Michelle Obama's amazing yeah she's deadly but stop. Yeah. Just stop it. Like, mm-hmm. just stop it. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. Who knows? Fairies, huh? Fairies. Fairies, yeah. How the fuck That's did what we, we get need here? To do. <laughs> no, that is the answer. Bring back Lou Ildonok. Just a little bit of, just like helpful fear of things that you don't know and things that you're not sure about. I think that's that's probably a good thing to have. Just be a little bit cautious yeah. about things that you're yeah. not sure about. Don't yeah. be afraid of migrants. Be afraid of fairies. Yeah. Sure. Migrants are wonderful people. They're going to come over here because, as as the poet um, Shire, Wally and Shire, was it said, you don't put your child in a boat unless the ocean yeah. is safer than the yeah. land. Don't be afraid of people who come over here to build a better life. Yeah. Be afraid of the fairies because they will fuck you up. There's something really nice in that, that the fairies, like, like 
generally the stories are when people when bad shit happens to people yeah. because of the fairies it's because they cross the fairies yeah. so like if you exist there's some sort of analogy for the environment there if you coexist like peacefully you don't bother them they don't bother you 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 share the same spaces but you share it respectfully you don't encroach on their bit they don't encroach on yours and then everybody coexists beautifully and then so yeah bring them back and we have a little bit more compassion yeah. for like other things bar our own selfish interests um, because if if the fairies are hanging over your head, ready to take your baby and replace it with Lou Kelly playing a fiddle, you know, Lou maybe, Kelly wasn't a fiddler. You know that. I don't know. I'm not from Dublin. I'm a bogger. Unless it's Christy Moore, I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> 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 are we going to end on that? <laughs> Christy Moore, probably a fairy. So talented, unreal. So well, talented. It's storyteller, funny. bard. What a man! In regards to the sweats more than any human possibly could. Yeah. He actually but, might be a fairy. Do you know that? Yeah. There's there is another Christy Moore out there who's seeing all the in, in, in who's on, on the other side of the portal, seeing all the songs that he can't sing anymore, all the all the rah, rah, free this various these prisoners uh, songs. I feel like Christy probably still sing. A huge amount. He doesn't put them down on albums anymore. Yeah. A huge <laughs> amount of Christy's ever... back catalogue are songs by freeing people who are now free or yeah. defending people who actually probably shouldn't have been defended. You know. Uh, I remember I read old, Christy. I read Christy's autobiography once uh-huh. and it's full of references to the, like the Irish secret police and state agents lifting him and things like that it's it's an absolutely brilliant Christie deserves a full hates episode. the guards hates the government really hates the GAA and really, really hates the GAA and the army they, the GAA took um, the GAA took uh, t- took a medal off him he won an underage Kildare medal. They, and they, they took it off him because they found out he played for Newbridge Rugby. Oh, <laughs> and the band the was still in place. Band, yeah. 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 But, uh, Christy Moore, a comrade. What a man. Like, yeah, what I a, man. A, yeah. a bogger as well. Yes. So that's why I don't know. Luke Kelly could play the triangle or the fucking The L triangle. I wouldn't Chris, know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Luke Kelly was a singer and a banjo player. A banjo player. Yeah. Yes. I used to live on the Luke, or just off the Luke Kelly Bridge, and there was a banjo mm. on that. So that there was. And then there's mm. that big, terrifying, terrifying statue. The head. Like I was stuck in traffic one morning going from Ballsbridge to, to Glasnevin and like it's just screaming at you. Ah! Like, <laughs> it's a banshee. That's what it is. Like That's because fairy folk. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyone with any bit of talent. It's true. And that hair has to, that that's not. Luke's hair. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no way that, that a human head can produce such something yeah. as, as glorious. Also, have you seen that picture online of uh, shirtless Luke Kelly in oh, rehearsals? No. Oh, no, no, no. Have a look at it. It'll make you. Thirst. Yeah. Oh god, thirst. yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you the fairy thirst. <laughs> the fucking so. fairy thirst. Yeah. Where is the picture of shirtless Luke Kelly? I, oh, there we go. Okay. So on, on, <laughs> on, on, that, on, on that shirtless note, <laughs> it's a slam for me. Stay away from the fairies. It's a. <laughs> oh, it's a slow I'm sure you had. Don't fuck with fairies. Don't fuck slum. with fairies. And it's a for me. Don't fuck with the fairies. And a big girl meal mug of Forrest and Gelga for bringing this episode. <laughs> Probably leaving us after this <laughs> fucking train wreck. Hey, okay. Forrest and Gelga, don't fuck with the fairies. Just leave each other experience and yoga. Okay. See you soon, Ben. Slan, slan, why? This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If somebody is pissing you off in Dublin, I say, yeah. do you know if I lamps?
Ja, dann ist er ja. Ich kann auch Bollocks erhalten. Ja. 